Hello, and welcome back to the uh, Age of Empires, the definitive podcast. Uh, we're going to do something slightly different. Uh, I'm joined by a guest slash possible co-host in the future, maybe. We'll see. Uh, Winston Waffles. How's it going? Uh, Waffles, Winston? What do you want me to call you here? Yeah, Waffles, Winston. I mean, it's whatever. WW, some people say. Well, that's more of a typed one, I guess. But yeah, Waffles works. Waffles works. Um so uh, this episode, I kind of want to, I guess, I guess I want this episode to kind of be like an intro uh, into a little bit of the competitive scene um, kind of related to Age of Empires. Competitive as in, I guess my first question out of curiosity actually is um, how many years have you played the game Age of Empires, like the original, I guess, and now the definitive edition? Um, and what are... Yeah, I guess to start with that, let's start with that question. How many how many years have you played? <laughs> uh, so I am 25 years old, and I've been playing Age since I was like five or six. So like For, since it came out in 97 or? Not not quite, but close. It would have been like, in, I think 99 was my first experience with the game at my school's library. There's yeah. a PC in the corner, and I remember playing it. Well, not playing it well. I think we knew the big daddy cheat code and uh, there was one kid who was a bit <laughs> older and I remember watching him play and he, I think I vividly remember he got to the bronze age. Cause I mean, I'm, I'm like six years old, so I had no idea how to play like a game that's as complex <laughs> as that. I had no experience. Right. And I remember seeing war galleys shoot at cavalry. I know he did that <laughs> somehow. And uh, that from then on, I was like hooked. I think we got it for the family PC at home and, you know, history, right? I played that all through my, uh, I don't know, life, I guess, at various yeah. times. Played a lot yeah, of Age 2, Age 3, Age of Mythology, a whole series, the whole series. Yeah, 100%. Um, so it's kind of curious. So it's like, are you, because uh, I know you run the, the the tournament, the Classic Cup tournament. Um was that can we can we just get like a little brief rundown of kind of how that started uh with you when that started um, yeah yeah sure i started playing age of empires definitive edition when it came out i was playing it in the beta and i started mm-hmm. playing with some friends making friends and we kind of formed a bit of a of a team i want to say clan guild whatever you want to call it it was just a whatever a the equivalent player. is in 2020 yeah 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 <laughs> guild yeah whoever who cares so we were team hostile and we and we started playing and kind of dominating you know lobby games and having fun with it and there was really no competitive scene for definitive edition yet no one had kind of stepped up um, there are a couple of Vietnamese tournaments, but they didn't really um, take hold of the scene, I want to say. They kind of did one-off stuff and then went back to the classic version, right? So Definitive Edition kind of had a rough start competitively. Wait, so so they they actually preferred to play the original version in a competitive sense? Yeah, and they still do. They still... Interesting. If you don't know, Vietnam is like a, like a bastion of Age of Empires 1. There's just hundreds of thousands of players in vietnam wow. it's insane it's That's like a it's a staple at their internet cafes to just have age of empires there you know the and they're shifting more, what and well i guess i guess it makes sense because the definitive edition did make notable changes like quality of life kind of more modern rts changes to the game uh compared to the original version like just the way hockey's working all that uh like control groups and and 
um, being able to multi-queue units, for instance, right? Yeah. Like you could have a bunch of things under a control group and be able to multi-queue. Um, so that's interesting because my my I guess my closest comparison is obviously I came from StarCraft. That was the first. Okay, le- hold on. Let me let me be clear. I definitely played Age of Empires two at friends' houses in like two thousand six, two thousand seven. Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But but StarCraft two like 2010, 2011, 2012, That was really when I got into RTS games in general. Um, and so like that's the comparison sweet. I see is that Korea, right? The comparison in Korea where um, Brood War right now is more popular in Korea than StarCraft two. Um, yeah. So outside outside of Korea, the the you know StarCraft Two is more popular, it seems. But inside Korea itself, it's like the game, the original version of the game, uh, is really popular. And their HD re- remake was just that. There was no quality of life ch- changes. It was just like a slightly nicer looking. Um, and honestly, the game's kind of kept up as it is. So uh, that's that's my comparison. It's interesting to think about how like. They've they've updated obviously this quality of life thing and the the you know in Vietnam I guess they just decided now we're gonna keep the original game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the big reasons would be walkable farms for sure. That uh, that walkable had a big farms. Impact. Yeah, yeah. Because that shifts the meta a lot on how you have to defend your base because people could protect you could protect your eco competitive in competitive games you can protect your eco with farms because they're buildings, but when they're walkable your food bills oh, are readable. Whoa. So, whoa. Okay. Sorry. That just, that just blew my mind. I could see how that completely changes the game. So you're, <laughs> you just like build like these farm traps, I guess, or farm walls. <laughs> yeah. Bas- yeah. Basically like around your town center and granaries, you just have like these kind of layouts of farms and your bills would have little paths to walk back to your base. And now not only can you make it more efficient by doing, you know, eight farms in a perfect uh, ring around a granary or a TC? It it's just makes really such a perfect, big impact. It? <laughs> <laughs> it just makes such a big impact in mm. defending that resource is, you know, melee units and even ranged units, you know, if they show up, you could run them to the other side kind of thing, right? But now they they just run over it all. So you have to defend oh. it mm-hmm. more aggressively with, you know, bigger walls or Arm, keeping army stationed nearby kind of stuff yeah big changes big changes to the game uh, and 100 I, I will say though this much like if you played rts games and you've never played age of empires i think the definitive edition is probably going to be more to your liking um, oh, absolutely. because of those changes um i mean like graphics aside i just think like the ability to do certain things that you'd expect um i think i think that's very helpful um yeah, no, on, honestly, both the Definitive Editions, Age of Empires 1, Age of Empires 2, the brief time that I've played each. Well, I've, I've played a lot more of uh, the first one right now. Um, but they, to me, coming from StarCraft, it was a really easy transition because they essentially added a whole bunch of quality of life things from StarCraft that I that I really enjoy, like the StarCraft 2, sorry. Um, like, like the control group setups and all that. Um, but uh, yeah, okay. I right. guess my next question would be, um so so you've played ranked right you, you you've created clans that, that's actually a big question i have i played my first rank game the other day um and i felt bad for my opponent <laughs> <laughs> um because like i like i i'm sure there's significantly less people queuing right so it's probably easier in a tournament to actually have uh what's it called um more more evened out like players you're playing against <laughs> but in right. uh yeah but but in ranked i got queued and I, I got my first opponent 
And well, two, there's two things I want to talk about ranked in, in particular. Um, one, well, like, like I said, I, I felt bad because like I'd played so much RTS in my life and Starcraft is also a significantly faster game. And I just felt like I was able to build significantly more things and gather more resources, even though I have no idea what builds or civilizations I should be using or whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah. I was just yeah. able to build, I literally built like, I think, uh, just, just, uh, horseback ri- riders of some, I don't even know which type, but I just overran their whole base. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just like, okay, cause I know how to gather resources and build the units. Like that's <laughs> RTS one one Um, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, so I, I guess with the ranked, I guess, ladder Q system, is it better to go into lobbies or is it better just to have a quick, quick match? I, I guess from that perspective, I'm kind of curious about it. I don't know anybody who uses the quick match feature. You're the first. I'm really surprised that you said you found a match on that. I mean, I guess. Well, and, and I used it. That, <laughs> I used it because I, I like, I, part of me like almost refused to go into lobbies. You know what I mean? Right. It was like, I get that. Yeah. It was like, I just want to be able to click a button and find a match. <laughs> Right, that I mean, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, that that works. I I, I guess if you found a game, well, there well go, yeah, there's it. only two other people queuing. So, uh, <laughs> I guess my question is then for someone who isn't familiar with lobbies, cough cough myself. Uh, can you can you explain kind of how I would go about finding ranked matches in in the lobbies or creating my own? So you just it, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's a lobby system, so hosts, players host games, and then other players can join those based on essentially the title and the settings to your preference. You know, if you're really particular about what you like, you should probably host a game. I'd recommend I mean, doing that if you're a newer player, you know, just host a lobby and say maybe noobs or average or, you know, whatever <laughs> you think your skill set is. Um, and then, you know, wait for it to fill up and see what happens. I mean, the wait period might be a bit longer, but you're because people are actively joining and choosing to join, you're more likely to get, a uh, fair game an even game and the community is not huge you'll if you keep doing that you'll find people regularly and then you'll you know start having a group to play with if you will at your skill level and you'll figure that out over time like any ranked system the first couple games take a while to uh kind of sort themselves out and disperse the skill levels so if you're doing Mm -hmm. it manually you have to do that mentally a bit but you know you figure it out yeah it works I, I mean, I think I think if you literally said like new to the game, something like that in the title, I'm sure people would. No, hopefully, hopefully someone would just you know not go on and just stick on you, right? Uh, That'd be a rare yeah. thing. It's yeah, not. I mean, quite fun. It's a small community. You want pe- more people playing, I imagine, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I guess from there, um, I think I mentioned earlier in the show that, or the very beginning of the show, that you're you're kind of hosting slash streaming the Classic Cup um yeah <laughs> so maybe maybe we can get into that a little bit uh if a little bit more i guess what's the schedule look like now what what do you kind of how often is the actual big bigger tournament i i, I saw you're doing some kind of show match as well kind of run me through that if, if you if you may yeah sure uh so the classic cup is a basically a year-long season of a series of tournaments in which players you know compete and uh, after each tournament, they're given points based on their finish, right? How well they did in the tournament. And that's used to uh, set up the seating for the next tournament and, you know, decide who qualifies and where they qualify and where they place for the next bracket, right? And it, so it kind of progresses. And right now we're at the very end of the season 
we're just about to announce the final tournament of the year, the championship, right? So we've had a bunch Ooh. of little stages, and so we're about Good to do the championship. <laughs> yeah, great timing for this, you know, a little PR. <laughs> but yeah, we have uh, the championship coming up pretty soon, and I, you know, I cast every game. Um, I host and organize all the tournaments, and of course the players play. And uh, they play at a very high level, you know, especially as we kind of get deeper into each tournament bracket, right? Once you get to the quarterfinals, you can expect, you know, just the highest tier of play kind of possible. Um, there are some players that don't play in it that are very good, but nearly every, uh, how do you say, regular playing expert is kind of competing mm-hmm. in the tournament. And, uh, it makes <laughs> Probably it really not best good. to just play, say pro because I don't think anyone's... Uh... <laughs> Um, there are a couple people that when you watch them, they seem, well, I guess, I guess of the Twitch stream as well. Like, uh, I wonder, is, okay, here's a big question actually I have while, while I'm here. So I know a lot of people like to use Twitch, um, but because it's Microsoft branded, does Microsoft kind of try to push people to that mixer? Is that, is that a thing that happens? <laughs> um, I think that happens maybe a bit more with age two, but I haven't okay. experienced any pressure from Microsoft myself, if that makes sense. They still promote twitch i mean they have a twitch channel no, and they course, uh, you know they do stuff there they also have their mixel channel which i think they like more but i think the bigger thing is microsoft is a massive company so mm-hmm. mixer and age of empires are not you know related i mean maybe they're on under some huge umbrella same part of the company but i think they're pretty much independent from my understanding so no i guess yeah. would be the answer so okay, uh, just just for our listeners, when when is the big tournament? Can you give a date for that? Um, uh, so because we don't have the biggest of prize pools, the the act the actual times of the matches aren't um, uh, scheduled like ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Like we have to basically do each one as we go. Um, okay. So the best way to keep in t- in touch with the times is definitely join the Classic Up Discord because mm-hmm. uh, that's where you'll see you know announcements. I'll have uh, every match. I'll have- uh the discord and your twitch channel uh definitely posted below uh, so if anyone wants to uh you know be able to follow that you can you can join so that that'll be good um yeah no i i'm pretty excited so so the, the final term of the year and then if you, someone wants to sign up i guess uh <clears throat> perhaps um uh when i guess when would the new kind of year roll around when would the new uh tournaments begin again or is it like a qualifier and everything yeah the next season would kind of open up probably a month after the championship complete we'd we'd take a little bit of a break um but yeah the championship is like going to start we're going to be starting signups for it well you know signups for the players that can qualify um Mm -hmm. on monday so uh the tournament will begin i believe but depending on like the end of the ultimate scheduling, it'll probably start Saturday, the 18th of April. And then it'll be basically weekends. Every weekend will be pretty much filled with games as we progress awesome. through the bracket. Yeah. Awesome. I'm excited for that. Um, okay. Let's, let's dive into the, the competitive, I guess, aspect of the game. Yeah, sure. Um, before I kind of ask, like, I guess what would beginners need to think about? Uh, in a general standpoint in this this like some basic things i guess that you should know before you get kind of get into the competitive end um i want to ask this because i'm curious um why so so why is the standard speed of play slower 
And I think a lot of people ask, like, kind of going into Age of Empires, ask this. But especially in the very beginning of the game, it feels like it takes forever to kind of start building up your economy. Um, and so I, I just kind of want to get your take because it feels like, to me at least, I mean, I mean, I'm also playing through the campaigns and playing on a faster speed just because it takes less time. But um, is is there? Is it because I think everyone's always played it kind of at that speed, so everyone just kind of accepted it? Or do people just like really rather not play at the faster speed? Can you explain exactly what you mean? Do you mean the difference between speeds 1.0, 1.5, and 2.0? Yes, I believe and I believe so. Is most that... competitive mm-hmm. games are played at 1.5. Um, okay. And I think as you find, whenever you get better at something, or what's that's there's like a phrase or saying that's like the more mm-hmm. knowledge you knowledgeable you are about a subject, the more you realize you don't know. And I think mm-hmm. that applies to RTSs is, you know, the more you realize that you're capable of doing, <laughs> the more you realize you need to be doing, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So oh, 2.0 just forces a lot of mm-hmm. mistakes eco-wise, right? Like 1.5 oh, is far I, more. I, I'd imagine uh, like the pace of play and build orders would be significantly different if all of a sudden everyone was moving at 2.0, right? Like you'd... And, and like so, some of the mic... Some of the micro would be ridiculous. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like you lose stuff before you even realize you lose stuff. Because I, I don't think... I think there is something to, about the game where, like... I have a feeling, like, the units move really fast. But may, maybe just the opening economy always feels like it takes longer than than what I'm used to. To be fair, I am coming from StarCraft 2, where literally at this point, it's, it, like... They set up your economy, and it's a very basic econ- economic structure. So, uh, I'm sure it's kind of. I just, I'm just always curious about this because it, it, like, to me in my brain, I'm like, I just want to go fast. I want the games to be faster, right? Because um, sitting in, like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? Here's a question: In Age of Empires, the definitive edition, uh, how long are like the average competitive games, especially in the tournaments you cast, like one game? So a one in a one v one, which is the tournament. Uh, in a one v one, an average game. It kind of depends on the map, but essentially it'll be real time, you know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, maybe upper upper echelons, 40 minutes. Um, That would be like a late game situation. We've had extremes like there. Obviously, there are always exceptions. We've had games go over roughly and a little over an hour. But that's when in a 1v1, you start running out of resources on the map. So the game just fizzles out really mm. someone gives up i i okay so that's good because honestly i i the hit a cup three happened in age of empires 2 recently yes yeah and and there are some games even like real time it was like on average it'd be like 45 50 minutes and while i think i enjoy it as like a one-time spectacle if, if i were to like watch regularly there's no way you're watching everything with with that time like a best of five the ghost of five and they're 50 like you're there for four or five hours just for one series right yeah Um, we try to limit everything to you know if there's a series and it's going over you know two and a half hours that's got to be the finals right it's got to be the finals like there can't be anything like yeah that's we do best of nines for our finals and that Mm -hmm historically because we've had you know eight of those now or what no not eight seven mm-hmm. six six of those we've had six of those and i don't think one of them's gone over three hours yet roughly three yeah. hours is like kind of the mm-hmm. the ballpark i yeah. i think in general it feels like age of empires 2 just takes a lot longer than age of empires uh 
proper, I guess. Uh, well, is that, is that yeah. a fair statement? Or? Oh, very fair. Yeah, I play, yeah. just for reference, I play a lot of Age 2 as well, um, mm-hmm. both on stream and kind of not, I don't want to say competitively, but kind of well, if that makes seriously sense. Enough. <laughs> yeah, seriously enough. Yeah, seriously enough where I play with good players, right? And um, it's definitely slower play- paced. Uh, first off, it's a lot harder to close out a game in the Feudal Age, for example, than mm-hmm. it is in the Tool Age, right? So in Age 1, you can win a game in the Tool Age. In Age 2, you get advantages in the Feudal Age that you can then use to win maybe with the Castle Push or mm-hmm. you know an Imp with Trebs, for example, right? You kind of need that late-game tech to really overcome defenses and stuff. Whereas in Age 1... You know, an axer in a wood line can literally just win a game. So, like, quite literally <laughs> win a game. I mean, it it just it, it's a completely different pace. Um, but it's really careful. Fun careful, I'm going to start uh, just putting <laughs> axe men in uh, wood lines after this. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Killed you know um, seven vills with one upgraded axer, right? So that's why it's much faster paced. It can be. It can be. No, that's good. That that that, that actually, I I enjoy that. I I don't. It's not that I necessitate the games to be uh, less long, but especially if you're practicing or trying to get better at something, the idea of like stepping into a game and being there for an hour, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know. That, that, like, I feel like especially early on, as, as especially as I'm getting used to this game, uh, I'll probably have the games be a little more one-sided either one way or the other. Um, and then it'll kind of even out, hopefully, as it goes on. Um Okay, let's let's talk let's talk actual actual I guess basic strategy. So, if someone was completely new to competitive, maybe they have a little bit of RTS, maybe they have no RTS. What what would be like I guess the first thing the first kind of I don't know, like villager split maybe on what they're getting resource-wise. Like maybe what's what, what would be the focus there, you would say? So, are we breaking down a specific like build orders? Like there's a lot that we I could go into a it, lot of depth here. If if you were if you were to tell someone, like, because I, I don't want to get more into specific build orders, I think that's definitely something I'd want to get into possibly in future episodes. I think like we could we could definitely go more into that. Um, but I'm thinking like economy wise, like the amount of villagers you have per resource in general. Let's just say you're being a little more economic, you're being a little less aggressive. Like, what would kind of the standard be? I guess if that if that. If there is a standard, if, if I'm <laughs> yeah. So, well, to, it again. I hate to be the person that says it depends, but there's so many conditions around that okay. that's question okay. that it's kind of hard to answer succinctly. How, but how I'll about give this? It a shot. I'll give it a shot. So, in the tool okay, age, give a shot. Hit for it, example, give a shot. <laughs> in the tool age, for example, yes. uh, if you're playing a standard one v one, you're probably going to have to fight in the tool age, right? So, that mm-hmm. means. In order to get there safely, you know, being able to produce units and walls in time to defend, you need to be clicked up to the tool age. You need to have clicked the tool age upgrade before, you know, eight minutes. That would be a late click, right? Would be eight minutes. Ideally, you're in the six, around the seven minute mark is ideal. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, perfect click can come, I don't know, with Persian at like five minutes, 40 seconds or something crazy, right? But you want to be clicking around seven minutes and at 20 vils, roughly, you know, 18 to 21 vils and have most of those be on food for the entirety of the stone age. Um, just a couple of okay. chopping wood. Okay. Yeah. So that, granary. That's, that, yeah. That's a big thing for me, actually. I like, I like to like, th- this is already helpful because 
I feel like I try to keep like wood and food pretty even. Uh, cause then when I move in Asia, I start doing farms, but just the idea of like, no, like focus food first, have a little bit on wood. Uh, that, that already is helpful to me at least. <laughs> yeah. So generally the strat would be, you put a, you build a granary. So for a standard, like random map start, not like in mm-hmm. campaign special stuff, but a standard start, you put your starting vills on the berries, right? With the granary, you build a granary, then you'll obviously the houses as well. So you can keep producing. Um, and then you put three to chop your stragglers near your base, right? The stragglers are the trees that are standing alone near your mm-hmm. TC. So they're closest. So you can you be efficient, right? Then as soon as you have enough wood for it, while still building enough houses to produce vills constantly, you build a, a storage pit on a wood line, right? And then you keep mm-hmm. three, you can go up to five on wood in the stone age, depending on the start you're looking for. Um, most players are going to stick it around three and every other vill needs to go towards finding more food so that you can actually click up to the tool age. And then once you click tool age, then you can start going towards more on wood to prep for, you know, more barracks, uh, some, a market, right. The farms, right. To kind of progress your economy, mm-hmm. but very typically you need to keep the food income early so you can click. And then after you click, right. Then you can kind of plan for the next stage because okay. if you don't, you'll die to, you'll die <laughs> to a rush. And I guess people people are probably going to rush as well a lot of times and, and kind of forgo villagers and hope that they can do enough econ- economic damage that they win. I think that's that's fair to say that sometimes you have to be yes. wary. Oh, yeah. Um, all right, here's another question for me. How, how good are towers as you kind of progress through the game? Because I... It's... <laughs> because i have i have some bad habits i know right away okay because I'll, I'll say this much coming from starcraft a game where the idea of a wall walling off is done through your like essentially your houses right mm-hmm. you, you your your supply depot or, or or i guess the the equivalent of the house is just sometimes a wall off with that but it's not the game is designed in a way that you don't really have to make a lot of walls you know what i mean right yeah uh as opposed to in this game where i feel like I, I just I'd never build walls like I, I do not build walls and I, I know I'm pretty much just playing through the campaign and also just just doing some basic like I said I, I played my first couple of ranked games um, and I think I'm just getting away with it because currently the people I'm facing are like like have not played enough RTS to be able to build as much as me um, but I guess yeah towers and walls like how many do people usually have or is it is it usually more about just building up your yeah, I guess I guess take it from there before I say anything more. Yeah, so. yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, walls are uh, essential, especially okay. small walls in the tool age. You build them, and it stops melee units from getting into your base uh, without so, any warning, right? Mm-hmm. And, so you kind of wall off your 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 uh, eco, yeah, eco, yes. yeah. choke points. Uh, you know, aggressive walling the, to kind of give yourself more space to work with in the future for economic expansion and towers well in the tool age watchtowers are garbage they're they can be taken out by every unit so it's not even worth building not even forward defensively don't even don't waste your stone on that you start with 150 (laughs) stone that's walls all walls 30 tiles of walls that you should be investing in not okay one tower or two if you're roman it's just not worth it they don't do enough they don't do enough damage they don't have enough hp you know, I think three slingers can take it out, and with micro, they won't take any damage, right? 
four axers can easily take out a tower. You don't even lose one, right? So it's not even worth building the unit unless, like, maybe in some extremes. There are extreme cases, but it's not a go-to. But walls, critical, right? Walls are super essential to defending. Yeah, no, uh, this, listen, I, I'm very happy. This, this is the kind of stuff I want to get into a little more. Um, yeah, yeah. Guard, guard towers and ballista towers in the iron age, people <laughs> built those, but that's, okay. it's mostly because you're either popped on at like 200, 250 pop, or you, oh, you've been mining oh. stone and you hold need on. it. Hold on. Okay. So in the rank games, it's, it's actually 200 pop, 250 pop. Like is there is that I a think it's strange. I think that the reason no one plays that rank queue is I think they set it to fifty. I, oh, okay, I they set it like they do in the campaign. Okay, well, yeah, maybe so that's why we're slow. Yeah, nobody <laughs> plays that way because the game is really not fun at fifty pop. It, it's really it's way more fun at 200, 250 pop, which is the kind of the standard for. I don't even. I don't think I've seen a lobby lower than two hundred pop in what, a couple what, of years. What would your tournament run at usually? Two fifty. Two fifty. You just go all the way out, man. Just all the units. Uh, no, yeah, that, that's exciting. That's great. At the highest level, um, people can produce economies that do it. I mean, very rarely do you hit it, but in late game situations, absolutely right. Someone's gonna have one hundred thirty bills and you know one hundred twenty pop of military. That's easily, insanity easily. to me. How fast is the map by note then? Like. <laughs> <laughs> with a hundred oh, that, yeah that's one of the big limiting factors is the map mines out so that's why stone and towers become valuable right because you're out of gold fighting over territory I guess. Have 60 idle bills just put them on this pile of stone here spread them out over stone and then all of a sudden you have a military unit it doesn't matter if it's garbage it's it's like <laughs> you know you run out of gold you start making bowmen unless you're trying to just give up without the gold right so it's it's one of those concepts where yeah that's it's so crazy man age of empire is so crazy like i don't like from the rts's i've played the idea of let's have like more than half of your population just be villagers like that blows my mind you know (laughs) well yeah oh yeah some i mean some you can get away with certain with certain setups or if you're not losing army and you're kind of just winning, some players might stop at, you know, 80 or 90 bills. But most will generally admit that between 100 and 120 is that sweet spot where your resource generation mm-hmm. will essentially be so high that you can do anything, really. You, you can just do anything you need to. But getting there is difficult, right? So it's much more common in team games, right? Like a 4v4 is incredibly fun, right? Because you have four people all trying to get to 250 <laughs> pop on your team and four people on their team all trying to get to 250 pop, right? So the games just get hectic and crazy. The fights are fun. The fights are really, really fun, which is kind of the the backbone of the expert community is really the the team games, mm-hmm. but it's all like community driven, right? Like pickup game of basketball, for example, right? We just jo- hop in a lobby and play. Um, but the 1v1s are the tournaments and a little bit more serious, but not as kind of hectic and crazy and big. If that makes sense. No, no, that's awesome, man. I like. I, I'm I'm so happy I'm finding all this out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so I didn't. Yeah, like I've said, future episodes. I think we can go over specific build orders and stuff. Um, and maybe I 
the way I mean, I'm going to throw this at you live because I like doing that. That's that's a staple podcast thing to do. Just throw throw you suggestions live and see what you think about it. But um, if we were to do a thing where we kind of went through every civilization um, and talked about like their strength, weaknesses and, and build orders and stuff like would would that be something you're interested in? While while I hit you on this live. Um, or rather, not well, age. if you did, there's not too much. That's one of the the hallmarks. How about this? Of age How about this? What, what's what's is there? Is there? Yeah, let, let me give you that question. Is there that much difference between all the civilizations? Age of Empires Definitive Edition. Um, not remarkably. I mean, yes, uh, like by definition, yes, but not like to the point where you can't talk about each civ for more than. Know, five minutes if you're talking about the Got competitive it. gameplay, right? Okay. You could talk about some of the strategies, their go-to, the favorite unit, and then you've kind of exhausted the <laughs> right? All right. In that it, case, let, let me ask you this. From a competitive standpoint, what what it would be like the go-to civs, I guess, that, that the expert players play with? Oh, well, we just had a really interesting show match the other day, which I think showcased okay. this. Um, yeah. so the go-to sibs, and this is interesting because it has a bit of data behind it. Oh, I closed it. Dang it. I lost the folder, whatever. Um, I remember most of it. Essentially there are, I would say it depends on the map type because if there's water, it immediately adjusts for sibs that have any water bonus. They, they tend to dominate sibs that don't. Mm-hmm. So sibs like Minoan, Yamato and Hittite and Phoenician, for example, are going to dominate most water maps. I might be forgetting some civs here. I don't have a list in front of me. And um, But on land, I would say it generally favors Yamato, Roman, Shang is like a top, top tier civ. Um, mm-hmm. It's probably it's probably the most common favorite civ. It's just such a good civ with the cheaper vills, for example. Um, that's going to be kind of your, your dominant forces in nearly every game with you know follow-ups being Phoenician. Assyrian is like a crowd favorite. Oh, I have to mm-hmm. think. All I know is the bad ones are Karth, Egyptian, okay. Babylon. They they really struggle. And Chosen Chosen has its place, but those civs really, really struggle. And then the rest are kind of middle of the pack, I would say. Mm-hmm. All right. That's, that's, that's a good breakdown of what, what civs not to use, I guess. And, uh, <laughs> if you have a choice, I, yeah, don't, mm-hmm. don't pick those. They're going to struggle no. in a lot of situations. Of course, of course. Uh, all right. Um, yeah. Okay. Last thing is, so I just, I just want to kind of close out this episode to anyone who's new to the game, just trying to now played the other Age of Empires, is coming in here, whatever. Um, wh- what's kind of like the go-to place for a lot of the community? Like, um, is it like AOE Zone or is it like Reddit? Is it is it Discords? Kind of where in your in your kind of eye, if you want to catch up with like tournaments and, and meet people, where where would people where should people go? So I can't speak for the entire community because I think <laughs> I, I might it might be a subset, but it might also be a majority. <laughs> I'm not sure, <laughs> but definitely there there are several big big discords, and I think okay. that's primarily the place to be um, mm-hmm. because again the commun- the the game doesn't have any real usable chat features other than once you're in the lobby so to organize games and stuff people are in you know a bunch of different discords but not too many and it's kind of it's kind of a nice little community um very friendly i would say not too mm-hmm. welcoming to like absolute noobs but people who are sure 
people who are, you know, engaged in learning can find answers and talk to experts, you know, across several different discords, including, you know, the classic cup discord, but you know, there are other ones for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. So yeah, like I said, I'll have that in the description. It's just cool to know. Cause think about, cause like, okay, find, find the discords where people are classic cup. I'm sure there's, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure if you just search age of empires discord in Google, like you'll find certain other ones. Um, yeah. Hopefully that'll be helpful. Mm-hmm. And I would say the best uh, and, spot to learn mm-hmm. would be Twitch. Definitely Twitch. Um, you'll find a lot Twitch. of uh, okay. expert. If you can find a stream, a streamer who's streaming like expert games or, you know, uh, something of that nature, you're going to learn mm-hmm. a lot just by hopping in. And they're almost all of them are pretty talkative. So you can, you know, ask them questions and they'll gladly answer, you know, in a setting like <laughs> that where they're, you know, playing and having fun with their friends and stuff. It's a good time. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So, uh, I think for now, I think, I think we'll close out the show here, uh, sure. for, for this episode. Um, I think it's, it's for me, I, I've already learned a lot. And, um, I think the big thing is thinking about like what possible future episodes. So that's something we can discuss. Uh, no, uh, Winston, Winston's waffles. Oh my goodness. That's going to throw me off. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, in my mind, it's like Winston waffles. That, that makes sense. And the Winston's waffles, I can't do it. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's a big, it's a big thing, right? Cause the waffles, um, yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I think possibly we can discuss some of your show matches and tournaments. I think that can definitely be something of note, uh, whenever we come back. Um, but I'm, I'm happy with this episode. This kind of, you know, I mean, I feel like in podcasts, like a lot of times, a lot of shows go, go an hour, but, uh, um, I think as well, uh, hopefully in the future with a few more topics, a few more things, um, possibly questions from the community, stuff like that. I think we can uh, definitely go a little bit longer and get the show a little longer. Uh, but except for that, uh, I guess, uh, I guess we're just going to kind of sign off for today. Is that, is that good with you? Winston's waffles. Yeah. Thanks man. Appreciate it. That was a nice yeah. time. All right. All right. Yeah. Bye-bye everyone. <laughs> <laughs>